0: BBC Essex Gardening Hour with Ken Crowther.
1: Hello and welcome to the
0: BBC Essex
1: Gardening Hour podcast, which you can download and listen to for free on the BBC Essex website. That's bbc.co.uk slash bbcessex. I'm Ken Crowther and this week my special guest is Dave Gillam from Abercorn Garden Centre in Great Baddow near Chelmsford. Coming up, we'll be answering your questions on everything from coxes and tomatoes to honeysuckle.
0: The BBC Essex Gardening Hour with Ken Crowther every Saturday from 11.
1: It's a warm welcome to Dave Gillam today. And Dave, getting a bit cooler and some frost in the evenings. Um, Mm -hmm. And we... Have seen some frost this week, haven't we? I mean, I saw it on the on on the ground particularly,
2: didn't you? Yeah, it's a bit Wednesday Was it Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday yeah, night? Quite white. About.
1: So how come on then? That does it change our tips for the <laughs> week a bit?
2: Um well I'm gonna I'm gonna start with dahlias, um I thought you might. Because I have to. Um it's still not too late if you've got them shooting or the pots in the greenhouse to take some cuttings, they will still flower this summer, still give you a tuber at the end. And if they are, because we have had an early start to the season, if you leave them in the ground and they're starting to poke their heads up out of the soil, it's not a bad time to actually dig them up, split them so you've got a shoot and a clump of tuber, and then replant so you can divide those plants. It's better to do it when they're growing than when they're dormant, unlike most other herbaceous perennials, when you're going to do it in the autumn. Do it in the spring when you know that they're shooting. Right, so
1: that's a good one. Do you know, that's going to bring me on to bedding because you are running a garden center yes. and i bet people are clamoring for bedding already just because the sun comes out and it's warm is That's that right
2: it. yeah the sun's out and everyone thinks the spring's here but we are forecast a bit of cold weather but um it's amazing how much um, goes yes. out early and i do hope they, they, they keep it
1: so here's a reminder if you go to your garden center and you want bedding very early don't buy it. Buy it when they advise you to buy it. OK, you can buy summer pansies now. They're pretty tough. Anti-rhynums, they're, they're tough. And actually, anti rhinum, if you pick the middle out, you get a lovely bush of show. Exactly, a yeah. very underrated bedding plant, yes, I think, yeah. anti-rhynum. And then Alison lobelia. And now that is basically all you can roughly plant at this time of the year if you want summer bedding. The rest of it is too soft. You put a marigold out at this time of the year, and I'll tell you what, first sign of a little cold weather and it's dead completely yeah. nice black so, tips <laughs> yeah, black tips and dead so please take note of what your garden centre says take note of what your garden centre advises you and watch the weather very carefully before you plant bedding plants
2: yeah it's fine if you're going to put them in a the pot and you can wing it indoors but as soon as you go into the ground you've made a, a commitment oh, definitely indeed <laughs> um, good time now with roses we've got climbing roses, rambling roses. Um, obviously climbing roses do flower better if, if the branches are horizontal so it's good while they're a bit softer now to tie them into the horizontal ramblers you're just trying to get them tied into where you want them uh, to grow really anything old while you're there you can prune it out but time to get them tied in before they really get going and start to flower
1: So they are, get those, and actually, just a reminder, if you haven't sprayed them for black spot and rust and aphid, worth doing that as well? Start doing
2: it now. You've got sort of new leaf, and if you can prevent it, you'll never cure it when it's there, um, and it'll get there in the end, but the longer you can hold off, the better. Um, Now, I'm going to talk
1: about bare patches in the lawns. Now, some (laughs) of those have been created maybe by dogs, children, all sorts of
2: things, but as the weather warms, it's a great time to get seed to germinate, isn't it? Yeah, you can just touch up the patches there's that so many things you can get by seed or mixtures you can buy a mix, can't you already done so they're like a coir, expanding coir and seed which is fine for a small small, a patch. small patch it's always messing about
1: if it's a bit bigger rake it out with the scarifying rake and then just spread a bit of seed you need, needn't even cover it always if no. the soil is loose let the birds have a bit good of a in. in, good water in and that will go and it's as simple as that That's how it works. Now, before you get to your next tip, I'm just going to... Have you noticed there's a gnome on the desk? (laughs) Now, gnomes are becoming more popular, they tell me. Apparently. (laughs) What do you mean, apparently? Do you not like
2: gnomes much? I've not not noticed it, and... uh... It's a struggle trying to find where to get them from. And I, f- I tend to find the people that come in and ask for gnomes aren't buying them for themselves. Ah, they're, they're buying them as gifts. It's a bit of a joke gift, I think. Right, okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry, your last tip of the week, Dave. <laughs> being a gnome now. Um, citrus plants, if, hopefully oh, yeah. we've gotten through the winter and we, we've kept them nice and dry out, not fed them, just keep them ticking over. But they're starting to make growth now and it's a good time to start feeding them and use a summer feed um, generally, you can buy a summer feed and winter feed that's so slightly high nitrogen, and start feeding them up and lifting the water levels up a little bit so that they can come into normal growth. And you should get some lovely flowers or some fruit forming now. So they are. Then you can cut your lemons you nice the bottle of gin,
1: a bit of tonic <laughs> on the top.
2: It is nice actually,
1: isn't it, if you've grown your own lemon to actually use it yourself. Oh, oh it's lovely if you can. If you can, I've never been successful, <laughs> no, I have to be honest. Not got the environment no. for it. There are there's your tips for the week.
0: The BBC Essex Gardening Hour, every Saturday from 11. BBC Essex.
2: Let's have a
1: look at some of the gardening events taking place across Essex over the next few weeks. And we're going to be starting this week in Dumbo. This Wednesday, the 26th of April, Dunmo Horticulture Society have a talk from George Thorpe, past head gardener at Trinity College, and he's talking about climbers. It takes place in Talbot Room, and that's in Folk's Hall, Great Dunmo. Admission is just £2 members, £4 for visitors. Um, on the 20th of May at 10am till midday the matching charity Farmers Market at the Village Hall Um, going on to that fresh produce from local farmers and producers you know meats, cakes, eggs all that sort of thing on uh, the 17th of June going on a bit there's another market and just as a reminder it's basically it's the third Saturday of every month so going on to those now going forward to the 24th 25th of June the gardens across Attlesford and Harlow will be open to raise money for St Clair's Hospice It's the 23rd year, and there will be more than 20 gardens taking part. Entry is by brochure, costs £5 in contents, the details and the locations of all the gardens. Now, of course, we have got events in July. We've got them all the way through August, September. But you need to let me know of your gardening events so that we can spread the word. And if you have one of those events, send along to the BBC Essex Gardening Hour. I'd like the details three weeks in advance. That helps me to get them set up. Send them by email to ken.crowther at bbc.co.uk or drop me a line, BBC Essex, PO Box 765, Chelmsford, cm 29 xb Coming up next, myself and Dave will be answering your gardening questions and we'll start with Robbie from Harlow and her wisteria.
0: The BBC Essex Gardening Hour with Ken Crowther every Saturday from 11. It's
3: about 10 years old. It's only bloomed once, and it's very close to a root of the honeysuckle. So I'm going to try and dig it out and move it.
1: <laughs>
4: when? Then.
3: When? Well, when? That's what I'm going to say. When? It's just about coming into the leaf now. And, you know, it's just too much in that little time. It's, it's over the as well, so and, all around well, one
1: post. I think what you mustn't forget as well is that the we've had the driest winter on record since 1976, wasn't it, or something yeah. like that. Um, the ground's dry and mm. stuff is really pushing ahead.
2: Dave, would you touch it now? No. Um, no. I think it, if you do that now, you damage the roots. There's no way you can't damage the roots by lifting it. It's ten years down the line. It's been in there a while. Um, you've got very little chance of anything coming of that. Leave it till the autumn.
3: Yeah, so still I can move it then, do you think? There's a
2: risk always, but quite often with things like wisteria, I know I've heard stories where they've had them for 20 years, never uh, flowered, they've tried to dig them out, left them in the ground, and then because they've tried to dig them out, they've started flowering. So
3: (laughs) we'll go the other way around then, can move
2: the honeysuckle? Move. It would be safer a honey- with a honeysuckle. But no, um, still not now. But not now. <laughs> which
3: is the best one to do
2: then? I, I would think honeysuckle. the honeysuckle would move more, more. happily okay. than what the uh, Wisteria will. Okay.
3: okay, thank you for that. Okay. Thank you, bye. Thanks for your
2: call. And
1: we go to Beverly and Canooden. Hello, Beverly. Hello,
3: Ken. Back
1: What's up? <laughs> What's up?
5: Um, which way round do I plant uh, runner bean seeds?
2: <laughs> Whichever uh, way I was going to, say, what would you say? Whichever way you like, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I, I tend to put them vertical. um What you mean upright? Yes, upright.
5: <laughs> so, uh, so the s- s- sort of seam edge down or the neck edge down?
2: Neither. No, just just.
1: You know, it's slightly long. Yeah. Imagine yeah. it, it's, call it, right, it isn't this big, but imagine a bean is an inch by a quarter of an inch.
5: Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Put the inch from top to bottom. So it's standing up.
5: Oh, right. Well, that's the only way of doing it. <laughs> I think I've tried every other way, but not that so, way.
2: But I mean, what, you, you why could are listen. you worried about
1: it? Because you really could just stuff them in a pot and they'll grow.
5: Oh, right. Okay.
1: <laughs> but what, why are you worried? I mean, have you tried it or...?
5: Oh, over the years, I've tried different ways and, and had varying um, successes. Successes, yes.
1: Can I remind you that you're too early as well to put them outside?
5: Oh, I'm not going to put them outside.
4: Right,
1: yeah.
5: No, okay. they'll be going into my greenhouse.
2: I, I right. just uh, normally make a hole with my finger and drop them down the hole and they right. end up being vertical, but... Any which way? Yeah. Right,
5: yeah. OK, I'll give that a go. <laughs>
2: OK, Beverly.
5: My other question was about amaryllis. yeah. Good old amaryllis.
1: Um,
5: I have got one, two, three, four, five, um, all finished flowering and all with just a single green leaf. What what should I do with it? What should um, I be doing with it?
4: I've never pop, had Pop
2: them, them outside or indoors? Is it too Sorry? cold at night? Mm, it's getting there. I, I would well, if you can pop them outside. Keep an eye on the the nighttime temperatures. Um, and keep watering them and perhaps feed them with a bit of tomato food.
5: Oh, keep, keep watering them? Oh, I yep. thought you had to sort of dry them out.
2: No, you want that they need to make the leaves to die back into the bulb in the end to build the bulb back up for next year. Right. So that they, they grow flower and then you get a single leaf and quite often a couple more will come. But it's like with daffodils, you need the leaves to go back into the bulb for right. next year.
5: Okay. All yep, right. I'll give it a go. Okay, thanks very much.
1: Now, as Beverley from Canoburn was talking runner beans, we've had an email from Brian in Clacton-on-Sea, and he said, "What's happening with my runner beans this year? I've now put three lots in three-inch pots, and they either rot or just don't come up." Um, he's put some in his veg plot and they seem static, no growth at all. I've always always been inundated with beans. Well, really, it's what we said there, didn't it? It's just too early. It's too early. Uh, if you're starting beans
2: on the windowsill, it would work, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, look at going in the pot on the sill. And if they're rotting, outside, too wet a compost. Yeah, it should just sort of. I tend to, if the if they look at the seed, if it's a bit dry, give it a soak. That's it. Pop it in and don't water it again unless it's bone dry or they start growing. There you are. Good advice from uh, Dave Gillam, my
1: guest today, from Abercorn Garden Centre, just up the road in Chelmsford. Doug from Great Baddow. What you got for us, Doug? Morning, morning, sir. Um, yeah, I could have gone to
6: Abercorn nursery. I'm not that far away. Well,
4: there you <laughs> are, then. <laughs>
6: Sorry. I've got a grapevine, right? Yeah. It, it's wrapped around the shed and around the greenhouse, and I've had it 40 years, probably, plus a bit. It's a black grape, and it's a juice, not a flesh. Mm-hmm and it fruits extremely well. I have to stop it. right? Last year and the year before, it suddenly started to produce little bumps on the underside of the leaf, and as it grows, they eventually kill that leaf. Um, it doesn't go on every leaf, and I don't know if it's coming up through the soil or whether it's... it's a
1: gall, isn't that. it? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a leaf gall.
6: Right, and... The cause of his death
1: is... <laughs> <laughs> it's won't, you, kill the, won't kill the vine, No, no, no. You I just mean, pick them off, don't you've, you?
2: You've done done well to get this far without seeing much of it. Um, they often get it. You just pick them off. It's not worth trying to you see. You pick the whole leaf off.
6: Right, every every leaf.
2: Well, the, the ones that are infected. So if you can sort of keep an eye on them early on, and as you see it, you just pick it off. You'll probably yeah. find you your keep on top of it. Right. It's just one of them things. I, I mean, you... they're not all covered, are they?
6: Oh, no. No, no. no. It, no. does, it does a lot of them.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, pick, off the, pick off, the worst, wouldn't you say, Dave? Yeah, normally. Yeah. It's, the problem with grapevines is normally mildew by the end yeah. of
6: the season. No, though. I don't suffer with anything. I haven't for years, and then all of a sudden, these little bumps start to come up, and I don't know if it's coming up from the root or whether it's no an insect. It's,
2: it's a, basically an insect. Yeah, it's, isn't it? a, it's a tiny insect, yeah. and it just sort of puts itself a isn't makes it, a, is, a hole. There
6: any, is there any spray or anything <laughs> for it? I mean, you I can I,
2: but the, the only ones that you Know to do it to prevent them properly may affect you then being able to eat the grapes, you know. And then it's yeah, not it's not really going to hurt the plant,
6: washing up water,
2: or, yeah. you know. can,
1: I'd it, just pick the worst off,
6: right? Simple as that, yeah. yeah. Okay, right. thank you very much for your help.
1: That's right. a pleasure. Uh, we uh, don't forget that number to call is 0300 200 40 41. We've got a couple of lines free, we can fit you in 0300 200 40 41. And Plenty to talk about. triple three. start your message. If you want to message us, or just put Essex on the front. We go to Ron in Rayleigh. Hi, Ron. Good morning, gents.
7: Um, it's rained here. <laughs> <laughs> We've actually had some rain.
1: Yeah, not enough, I'm afraid, it drizz- isn't it? It's no. drizzled here. But...
7: Um, yeah, anyway, uh, I've calistemon uh, bush, uh, yep. you know, bottle brush. Um, firstly, it's still got the remains of last year's flowers do i just sort of cut them off you know so they're like look, <laughs> you'll lose
2: a flower won't yeah you know, to
1: sort
7: of seed head things you
2: know? ideally you do that just as they finish flowering oh um and then you'll get the new growth from that point and then this year's flowers if yeah. you do it now you'll probably find that, that this year's flowers are already thinking of forming after yeah. that that seed head okay um,
7: so, uh, what's your suggestion
2: just leave i it. would leave it leave it alone Keep an eye on it. When it flowers, the, you know, and they start fading, then prune it, and you'll be good for next year.
7: All right. All right. So, and second thing, um, we want to move it. <laughs> <laughs> You've already spoken to
1: someone. How old, how old is it, Ron?
7: It's uh, four years, I suppose. That's not right.
2: too bad, yeah.
7: About three foot
1: six. I'd, I'd wait till spring, wouldn't you, for that? Yes. Or, or, or autumn.
2: It, it's and not that you know, old, is it? You think like, could as long as you're careful, as it's not that old, it won't have that bigger root system, so you yeah. should be able to get most of it out without causing damage. Right. Um, and, to and Plenty of water when you food. move it.
7: Water every...
1: <laughs> yeah, just don't but let it dry out right. for a few <laughs> okay. weeks. But don't do it till autumn, all right?
7: You leave it till the autumn.
1: Oh, yeah, don't yeah. do it now. Okay. Too That's risky. That,
7: um, we've been discussing it for... Till- for ages, no, but, uh, sit sit you know, tight. If you be, it now or should well, leave it till the autumn. But your advice is
1: autumn. Go, go for autumn. We'll All right, do. that's sorted. Ron from Rayleigh, Susan from Holland on Sea. How can we help you, Susan?
8: Oh, hello, Ken. Um, I've got lots of young fruit trees that are very healthy. I always spray them with Bordeaux mix in March. Um, but the the, the pear tree, uh, which is either a commis or a Williams, it's not uh, the other one. Um couple of years ago it was full of fruit which was lovely but last year they developed into small fruits and then all fell off
1: did they that, when did they fall like... off
8: um after the flowering obviously yeah that's non-pollination about you know about half an inch and then yeah. that, and then one day i looked at them and they'd all fallen off <laughs>
2: that's that's normally because they've not been fully po- pollinated so they, they try to set fruit but they never never do and they make this little tiny little pair of then fall off. Then um, I had
8: fruit a couple of years
2: ago, loads of fruit, you know. It just down to it's the weather. seasons, whether the, you know, they could flower I mean at the moment we've got loads of fruit trees in flower and if we get a hard frost yep. it could knock all the flowers and, and affect the pollinating and, and the, the fruit from there. So it's it's purely on a year by year basis and a plant by plant, if there's not the insects about at the time to do it then they won't get done.
8: And they'll just fall off like they did?
2: Yes, yeah.
1: Thank
8: you very much indeed.
2: Okay, can I just point out, Susan, um,
1: I know, and I don't want to know where you get it, but I'd like to point out to other listeners that what you mentioned, the use of Bordeaux mixture, Bordeaux mixture was removed, it was withdrawn several years ago, actually, and it is now not a recommended spray for fruit. That's
8: funny, because um, it was a man that um, grows just fruit trees, well he, he can't even him it. in the year before last. Yeah. And uh, he bought it actually delivered it to my house and well, and that's what he suggested.
2: There was stock was about out of it up until sort of like end of last year that but it actually is now it. illegal to spray with it. Yeah. It's is not that an it? Yep. Okay.
8: Okay. And what's the reason for that? Any reason?
2: It's it's basically lost licence for that use. Yeah. Understand.
1: It's not copper Thank based that much. one, is yeah. it? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go now to Christine in Thundersley. What would you like to know, Christine?
9: Oh, hello. It's about um, some seeds that we planted about five weeks ago. Yeah. Tithonia, torchlight, Mexican sunflower. Mm
4: -hmm. We
9: put them in the seed tray and away, away they went. In about six days, they started coming through. Well, now they're six inches high. We've transferred them from the seed tray into these singly into these little soft black plastic about two inch base two and three yeah. quarter inch high pots they've all got one each
4: mm-hmm.
9: um we don't know. they're on a window ledge. they've been on a window ledge ever since um I, we don't know whether we should stand them out in our cold greenhouse or outside for a few days um partly we're worried because we go away in a week or two and we we don't know whether we should put them in the ground yet whether it be right.
2: too risky or whether we leave them in the greenhouse um, I, I would just got them in pot, put them in the cold greenhouse, You've got that that's a good facility to have this time of year It'd just give enough protection um, if you're really talking about out, cold no, put a bit of fleece over them even in the greenhouse but I think cold greenhouse this time of year is perfect for
9: them would be alright to yeah. leave yeah. them there for yep. a, a week or two before we even put them in the ground,
2: I wouldn't plant them until well into May,
9: oh right oh, thank you for that all right. yeah, because they, they grow to five feet high on the seed back <laughs>
2: they so, do indeed wow.
9: <laughs> <laughs> okay thanks ever so much okay
1: that's Bye. Christine from Thundersley and now we go to Felstead Maureen, are you near the school uh, Ma- Maureen?
3: Yes actually I I live up in the lane opposite the school.
1: It's a, it's a lovely looking school in the grounds aren't they?
3: beautiful, yes. Mm. I have to walk through to the village every day.
1: It's a nice part of Essex. Anyway, yeah, oh, sorry, we're talking gardening. What would you like to ask <laughs> um, about Maureen?
3: I've just listened to you thing about the amaryllis. Mm-hmm. I've got one and I've been feeding it every week with a uh, multi-purpose uh, feed Yeah. and it says on the thing to carry on feeding it till no October then cut it back then repot it.
1: It often depends when it flowers and when it leaves, yeah. because they will do different things. No, it, what I'm saying is generally they will do different things, and that's one of the problems with them.
3: Yeah, it finished flowering feed it alone, um, um, you? The, first, the first week in February, mm-hmm. and at the moment it's got five great big lollopy leaves on it.
2: That's fine. You, you will find it will naturally go through a cycle. It will naturally start going yellow and dying down, no matter how long you you feed it for you can yes. extend it but a lot of people may have planted them uh, you know planted them in october and they would have been flowering at christmas so they, they will die you know go back and uh, go to sleep earlier yes. um so it's uh, it's not a bad thing i would just tend to get to about july time and then ease off on the watering and just let them go into a dormancy and then as you say repot them put them inside and away they go again did you can have another od-
3: can i repot them in an ordinary seed compost?
2: Um, I won't use a seed compost, I just use a, a multi purpose or a number three. Yeah.
3: A multi purpose one. Yeah. Yeah. And seed compost have to...
2: won't have much food in it.
3: And do I have to put anything like um fish blood and brown or anything no, in it? No,
1: no, no, no. It's got fresh the, compost. It's got enough stuff in it to start it off.
3: Right. So when they die the leaves die down, then I just cut it back and start washing it.
1: Yes. Yeah. Right. And then that repot repot into one size bigger, not too big a pot. Yeah.
3: OK, and then start watering it again. Yes.
1: Did you have another question, Maureen?
3: I did, yes. The other one is on tomatoes. Yes. I've never grown tomatoes before, but I saw some in hanging baskets the other day, and I purchased one. I've got it on the window sill of the kitchen because we've had frosts. Yes. Mm-hmm. But um, I know it's got to be fed every week and kept Not watered. Yet. Not yet. At, at home, I've got, here, I've got a multi-purpose feed... Liquid feed, and I've read the label, and I've looked in the shop, and the tomato right one. It's exactly the same balance of nitrogen and everything else mm-hmm. uh, in the in the same thing. Can I use my multi-purpose one because it does show tomatoes on the front?
2: You, you can you can early on. You don't need to feed them that much early, not until um, they flower. I would just make sure the one you use when they're flowering is then a higher potash feed.
3: Yes, potash. Well, potash when they're flowering, uh, when, but at the moment. Uh, Fine. What sort of potash um, percentage would I need in the, you know, the feed? Cause as, got...
2: as long as it's higher than the nitrogen, really. That's what's um, important. Yeah, there's a, you've got things like the... Um, Tomorite. Yeah, yeah, you've got mir- miracle Grow tends to be a balanced feed, slightly higher nitrogen. The Westland equivalent is, is high higher potash. in Potash, isn't it? Um, and that'd be fine for tomatoes. All right.
3: Right, okay. And that the tomato one, I can also feed with the roses, can't I? Yeah,
2: yes, you can indeed. Most things, yeah.
3: All right. Well, thank you very much indeed. I don't forget Maureen. Maureen, yes?
1: send us some tomatoes, but don't forget that uh, your tomatoes are very soft plants and they won't be able to go out until at least mid May, I would say. All well, right?
3: It's quite
0: happy on the sunny wind.
4: So.
1: Yep.
0: Ken Crowther, answering your gardening questions. This is BBC Essex.
1: So, oh, John from Brentwood. Hello, John. Hello, there, Ken. How can we help, John?
7: Yeah, it's me pear tree. Yes, um, it's uh, has quite a lot of flowers on it, and there's a lot of sort of um, fruit that's coming through. But the leaves have all got like blisters on the back of them, and they're sort of a like, tingy red. Some of them. I don't know what that's the cause of. That is.
1: It's got two things. Eh? It's a tingy red. Could be rut. Ah, oh, hang on. They got bubbles on the front. Slight bubble.
7: Yeah, slight bubble on them.
1: And they got a rusty coloured deposit on the back.
7: Well, mainly the front, but there is on the back. I'm just there now looking at them. Uh, yes, on oh, the well, it's rust.
2: Mm. It's quite early. It That's is a, early for rust, isn't it? Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Um, it, it, either way, it sounds like it's bacteria you know, it's fungal. Um, it's fungal. So you can use a, a spray of fungus, a general fungicide. Um, it's early. By the time the pears are actually producing fruit, it would have gone and disappeared out of the system. Is bayer, fruit and veg still available? Um it is, yeah, is that but still that's, on this year or that's not? That's generally a straight insecticide. Is it, it insecticide? Yeah. No. right. I mean, I, I would be tempted to personally. I would, I would probably use a rose clear. Yeah. Um, because if there's any aphid and bits and pieces in there, you'll sort up. that out, and you'll sort out a bit of rust and uh, yeah. at the same time.
1: So it's rose clear with it. Well, yeah, he He personally does that. It's not a a recommendation because it's not on the label, you see. It's not on the label, it's not a So it's it's an antifungal
7: thing. It's antifungal
1: and uh, aphid. And don't spray when you've got blossom. No, the blossom's
7: nearly finished now. Yeah, straight after blossom. You
1: mustn't spray things until after the blossom has dropped on any fruit tree. All right?
7: Okay, but they won't affect the fruits in the... Um, no, you've got um, so
2: right. normally most of these things last for a couple of weeks in the system now, so you've got such a, a long time for that to move through.
1: Uh, we go to Rosemary from Rayleigh, and she has rung us on that number to call, 0300-200-4041. Hello, Rosemary.
10: Oh, hello, Ken. Thanks for ringing back. back. Um, I've got a problem with my grass. My husband, while I was out, mm-hmm. decided to put something, I won't say the name, it's a complete four-in-one.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's got moss killer in it as well, yes? yes
10: and he's gone mad. He put, always uh, overdoes things. So yeah. now we've got patches in the lawn that have gone absolutely black.
1: Did you That's have moss? Did, hang on. Back. Did you have did you have moss before as well?
10: We had a bit of moss, yeah. It's,
2: it's probably. The moss killer, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, I think the problem's with your husband, obviously. It is. <laughs> but if you had patches of moss and you've used a moss killer, it will turn the moss patches black. Black. So yeah, it's not necessarily over-applied; it's just doing the job. I give it a damn good water. Yeah, well, real good drink.
10: he's been doing that. He has been doing that. Oh, he's, he's got, got that right then. No sign of any growth now.
2: It won't. It won't dramatically reappear, but it, over time it will thicken up. If you need to, once you, you've pretty much washed it through the system, yeah. um, you could always just put a bit of, you know, a, where the patch seed. Are. A bit of patch. Rake it yeah. out couldn't you yeah he's
10: done yeah. a bit of raking he has done that yeah. you can
2: you can get a, a seed and a feed mix um feed you can over all right. All right. yeah <laughs> so at least you'll feed what you've got and you'll overseed where you need to and that's
1: probably yeah, okay. quite a good thing
2: can
10: I just ask you another one about my um camellia
2: very
1: quickly Yep. Yeah.
10: yeah um I've got a camellia and it is lovely it's got loads of buds on it but it looks a bit heavy would it be all right for me to when it's finished chop quite a bit of it off. Would it still come yep. back next year? You can cut
2: as much as you like. They really don't mind a prune,
1: but okay. just let it flower first. Okay. Let it Enjoy the flowers, and, then trim it up as you want to.
10: Okay, thanks a lot. Thank uh, you.
1: It's a pleasure. Bye. Give it a good feed as well. They like a feed after they're slaughtered. Slaughtered. <laughs> Did I say slaughtered? <laughs> they do indeed. Sue from Dunmo. Hello, Sue.
5: Hello, good morning.
1: What we got, Sue?
5: Um I've got something that's eating my plants. <laughs> um... <laughs> I put a, we've got a fairly new garden, I put a nice new honeysuckle in and it's had every stem that was on there. It's just left me with a stick. It's also eating my heucheras. I had one beautiful one which was about a foot and a half if not two feet across and it's just literally eaten or just chopped it off.
2: Um, Have you got bits left or is it just everything going?
5: Just taking what
1: it wants. There's
2: no sign of anything being No, left.
1: no, no. What, no, no. He, no. what he's saying is, where it's attacked, particularly the hookra mm. is it leaving leaf, or is it taking, like the veins lot? Or taking the lot? It just takes this whole
5: stem.
1: The whole stem. So the yes. leaf, the stem, everything's disappeared?
5: It ju- just leaves a stick, you know, just a stem.
1: Rabbit. Um, Have you got rabbits?
5: It's not rabbits, I don't think, because there's no sign of rabbits in the garden at all.
1: You'd notice the droppings? Yeah.
5: Yes, it's the far side of the garden. It's I suppose
2: it'd have to reach quite high to get a honeysuckle as well. well um, unless it
1: takes. T- take... Oh, see, oh, yeah, it
2: wouldn't.
5: Honeysuckle up and it still had it.
2: Yeah, I... It could, I was it's first not slug, they is it? They it's don't, not slug. They normally just sort of make a mess of the leaves. I don't tend to get rid of the... You know, take them all out. Uh, I don't know what to be, suggest um, on that, do you? It could be caterpillar.
5: I've you got a, um, a, an orangey c- or a lady coloured euchre next door to it, which is a bit hairy. Mm. Haven't
4: touched
5: that, but the no. dark red one, it's just. It's They're just smoother leaves. It's it out and it's just. Could be caterpillar,
2: yeah. Yeah, there's some moth caterpillars that are normally around you quite early. You don't see. You won't see them because they come out at night. Is it at worth, lunch? An, what, worth but, an insecticide? something like that? I would give them a spray with a general insecticide, but do it in the evening. Um, and then you might still have a bit about when they decide to make the show. And you could use, um,
1: what's the Scots one? Just a Bugclear. Bugclear Ultra, because that's systemic still, isn't it? Yeah,
2: it's still got some systemic. Yeah,
1: Bugclear Ultra would be one of your best, because that's the only systemic insecticide that we have. Am I right? or Am I yes, wrong? they're uh, still. Provado's gone. A it? bit,
2: but it's not what it was. No. <laughs> okay.
5: A shrew or something like that, could it?
2: Doubt it. They doubt leave mesh yeah. usually. They'd take the whole, you know, they'd lose you, you'd lose your stem. They wouldn't sort of be hanging off leaves, taking well, if, them back. Well,
1: if anybody else has got an idea for Sue of Dunmo, give us a quick call mm. or send us a text on 0300 200 40 or 81333 on the text and put Essex on the front. You might be able to help her. You never know. Let's go to Bob in Walton-on-the-Nays. Hello, Bob. Hello there. What would you like Hello. to know, Bob?
11: Yes, what would you like oh, to know, right. Bob? Well, you you upset me a few weeks ago because you turned around and said that in Essex, yes, the uh, certain type of apple, the yes. Coxes, yes, wasn't very good in this area.
1: It's not the best apple for growing in Essex, and that yeah, was confirmed to me by an apple grower many years ago. However, many Coxes are grown in Essex successfully. Yeah,
11: well, I've got a Coxes out there now. Yes. I think it's about three years old.
1: Yep.
11: About three years old. And last season, I had six apples, which I was quite happy with, until they ended up with just one because um, they were eaten. Yep. By bugs.
1: So were they eaten by bugs on the outside or the inside?
11: Or on the inside.
1: So they had little wiggly worms in them. <laughs>
11: I don't know, I didn't
1: eat them. <laughs> oh, so you didn't open them up? rid
11: of them.
1: You didn't open them up and have a look and see what was inside?
11: Well, I opened them up, yes, but uh, I wasn't taking too much. I didn't see any, um, at least I can't remember seeing probably any. Probably been and uh, gone.
2: Been and gone. Now, now's probably, just about the time right. to, um, or coming up, to put the, mo- the moth traps out. The pheromone trap that attracts the male moth that lays the eggs that gets a, the grub in your apple. Um, and all it just right. sticks them to it. It's a little green tent with a sticky pad in the bottom. Um, but they're normally yeah. around in May time, so you get them out soon just to, to get them before they do.
1: Oh, gotcha. Worth okay. a try. And what I was trying to say, Bob, was Cox's is a traditional apple. It's a good English apple. Likes light soil, so doesn't it? But what we have we forget is that there's many great apples being developed through all the, all the system. So that's what we have to think about is that there's good apples out there and there's some even better than Cox's. I
2: like Discovery
1: are, which you is see. an
2: Essex raised
1: apple See how? So I wasn't being rude about Cox because actually it's one of my favourite <laughs> apples Doreen from Burnham. What's your question Doreen?
12: Oh good morning both Hi. Um, I was watching Monty Don last night and he was talking about shade, these shade plants. Yes. Um, he mentioned roses but there was one um, Roses? Yeah Oh Okay. Yeah. but anyway climbers so they were uh, but you mentioned a geranium he said it, it likes total shade and
1: total I shade get the name of it I mean the thing is most geranium he's talking perennial geraniums perennial geranium, perennial geranium. geranium um, will put up with shade now you're talking perennial geranium. you're not talking about the bedding geranium did you realize that?
12: Oh yeah. Well, I yeah. don't know what it was, but I
1: didn't. I, the reason well, I, you know, right, I'm trying to explain. Sorry, you know, a bedding geranium, the ones that you get that yes, are red yes. and pink and white. It's nothing to do with those at all. I'm sure. No, no. He's talking about a perennial plant, it's geranium. Yeah. Roseanne will grow in the shade. Yeah. Uh, Johnson's, Johnson's blue. blue will grow in the shade.
2: Tall and floppy though. Yeah, can't it?
1: but it no. will grow. Yeah. yeah, especially in shade, it will grow up yeah. high. Roseanne keeps Roseanne's low the ground. Very low hugging. So yeah. they will grow on the
2: ground. Right. I mean, but, do they climb, or are they just a, uh, no, a bushy type plant? They're just a, 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 a bushy type plant. <laughs>
12: yeah.
1: And if you plant um, them with, if you plant them every sort of 15 inches, they'll grow into a mass. But once you get close to a tree, they won't cope because they'll be too dry.
12: Yeah. They'll cope enough. with shade. Yeah.
1: Does that help you? Yes, it does. I wanted them for my friend next door because her garden is in quite a lot of shade, you see. Mm. Any there's others? Or would you use rosette? I mean, I love I, Roseanne,
2: I just think it's such a good. one. Rosette is nice. I like Johnson's Blue, if you can keep it standing up. Um, but there's loads of uh, perennial plants as well. You know, things like hostas of Stilbys and things that will take shade. Vinca, vinca, pachysandra is a lovely evergreen ground cover. If that you will... go
1: to a good garden centre, they'll give you great advice on what you can grow in the shade and show you them. Yeah. Right.
12: OK. Well, I thought I'd ask you anyway. That's what we're
2: here for, Doreen. You come and ask All me right, and, I'll, and I'll tell you.
12: OK. That's
0: very kind of you. <laughs> OK, Doreen.
1: But, Thanks. no, geranium is a good one. Um, I'm not so sure about the roses, but we won't go there on that one.
0: The BBC Essex Gardening Hour with Ken Crowther. Every Saturday from 11.
1: We're going to talk to Sandra in Stanford the hope aren't we, Sandra?
3: Yes, we are. Hello, Ken.
1: Hi, and um, Dave, Dave as well I'm here. I'm at... <laughs> Now, tell us, tell us more about your tree. Have you got a tree what? or is it a bush?
3: Well, it's a Japanese maple. We bought it for our, as an anniversary present for ourselves. Yep. And the problem is with it, Ken. It's got all new growth on it, but yep. the problem is it's covered in black flies.
1: Right. So it's a young
2: Acer, Acer. Um, and you have to watch it... sprays on Acer, don't yeah. you, Dave? If it, I would spray it, but what I would do is get one for vegetables, so it's just a contact, and I would get it as a concentrate rather than the ready-to-use and just do it at a weaker solution, so a half solution. Does that help You'll you? You'll probably find it yeah. knock them back without scorching the, the tips. And don't do it. Do it in the evening,
1: as Dave yeah. was suggesting earlier.
3: Right, okay. And the other thing is, when's the best
10: time to feed it and what with?
2: Start and now, could Any time and I generally would say use an ericaceous feed. You can use something like grow more as a as an all rounder. Okay. So that's sorted that. We go to Rita from Romford. Hello, Rita.
1: Rod Robbins, oh. we're talking for Tinia Red Robin. What would you like to know? Well, I bought
5: the Red Robin last year, I think it was last year, and it's growing up like um, you know, not bushy, sprawly, you know, like yeah,
2: they were all do. over the place. Get um, your secateurs out and chop it in half.
5: Can I chop it?
2: Yeah, cut it now, that would be fine.
5: Oh, that would be fine, thank you. Can I ask you another quick question? Yeah,
2: and don't forget, red robin, give it a good feed when you've chopped it and that'll
1: encourage it into new growth as well. What's your next question, Rita?
5: Um, my feed on the red robin, what would I give it?
2: Any good general anything, feed. Bluff, fish and bone, grow more. Okay, oh yeah, I've like got that.
5: that. Um, uh, sweet peas, I haven't been able to put them in, they're in the greenhouse. But um, how how far deep... And I've been reading in a book.
2: How far you know, apart or how deep? Uh,
5: qu- quite deep, they say, in the book.
1: Now, hang on. Have y- you, you sow- say- Have you sown the pea or are you going to sow the pea?
5: No, I've sown the peas and have grown about all oh,
1: oh, inches. Oh, and you want to know how how to plant them. Right,
2: OK. Plant them out, I would say, around about nine inches apart if you can. And they you don't need to plant them deeply, but they do like to be able to send their roots down deeply. So good preparation of the ground, digging it adding a bit of uh, organic stuff in there will help them grow. There you are. Uh,
1: And we go to Jean in Chelmsford. Hello, Jean.
10: Hello, Ken.
1: Apple blossom we're talking. Is that right?
10: Yes. I've got my two monarch apple trees are covered in blossom at the moment yeah but i'm worried about all these frosts they keep saying are coming mm-hmm. Sort of. am i likely to lose all my crop this year if we ha- start having frost
2: it's a job to know isn't it you're um, you're in the uh, lap of the gods as they yeah. say i'm afraid you can oh, try to just throw it if it depends how big they are if they're a big tree are they got...
10: big yes very yeah, big so trying to fleece them 20 and... high 25 foot spread <laughs>
2: You, you, you're just in the lap of the big man, I think. There, you have just gotta see what happens. They'll take a bit, but if you get a real heavy one, you could could knock some of the, the yeah. fruit out.
10: What, what are the signs that I've lost it? Just all the blossom drop off. I've never had blossom oh, this early.
1: It the, blackens it really, often. yeah, and that it'll blacken it slightly, and then you'll find that all the little apples will drop off.
10: Oh, right. So, if but if don't, if don't, stick, don't if panic yeah. I know I've lost my crop, <laughs> yeah,
2: it just yeah, tinge but, the flowers, but they start you to just wait and, and see, and you'll don't get you. a, a, a spring fall. That's quite a lot. But uh, some will get through, I'm sure. All right.
10: OK, thank you.
2: Let us know how you get on, Jean. We always
1: like to know. We'll go to Leon C. Now, Leon C. Is it sunny at Leon C, Maureen, or not?
13: No, overcast.
1: Oh, not, no fun at all, is it?
13: But right. It's actually Eastwood, although the um, postcode is Leon C. OK,
1: <laughs> I'll let you off. So we're in Eastwood. How can we help you?
13: Um, last summer, I rang you and said that we'd moved a fuchsia, and it yep. didn't look very happy. Mm-hmm. And your friend who was with you on the day, I can't remember who it was, yep. told me I'd murdered it.
1: Yeah.
13: <laughs> However, I'm just ringing to tell you that it's now growing.
1: There you are, some good so advice well, we sometimes.
13: Moved the other one, at the time you advised us in the winter, and uh-huh. that's growing too. Um, I,
1: I was waiting for you to say that one died. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't
13: know. <laughs> the, other, the other thing I wanted to ask you about... Yeah? When we moved here, I took some cuttings from my roses at, at my old house, yep. and one of them has actually grown. Brilliant. Now, it's in a pot, and I don't know whether to put it out or...
1: How Right. Tell us how big the cutting is now.
13: It's about just under a foot high.
1: Have you... Is it got any branches?
13: Um, yes, it's got it's got new growth on it.
1: Coming sideways as well.
13: Yes, yes. No, mainly could, mainly growing up.
2: You could um, plant it out. I I'd probably just keep it in the in pot till the pot. Early autumn, Total just design. to get make it a little bit bigger, um, and then plant it.
13: Do it in the autumn. Yeah, yeah, just
2: to grow it on a little bit more.
13: Should I feed it in the meantime? It won't hurt. I?
2: Yeah, yeah. The only problem you'll have is it may not have a strong root system because they're normally grafted, but So try to strengthen up the plant before you plant it. Now, we do get lots of orchid questions. This is an email, and I'm very quickly going to do it,
1: because Pam has said she's got loads of roots coming out of her orchid. What does she do with them? Does she have to get a bigger pot to put them round them? They are not roots that you have to put in a pot, are they, No, it's just air roots. They're trying to get the moisture. That's what they do. So don't Don't worry. worry. (laughs) Don't panic at all. Uh we did Maureen, and we're now going to, well, not far away. We're going to Shoe Brunesse, aren't we? We're going to Shoe Brunesse and talking to Margaret. Hello, Margaret.
14: Yes, good morning, Ken.
1: What you got for us today?
14: Right, uh, I have a question for you. It's regarding a restaurant that gives me some used ground coffee granules. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I've been advised that they are very good mixing in compost. Uh, I'm not actually sure how to use them. I've been using them with my own general compost. And what I've done in, I've put in some carrot seeds and I've used some of my own uh, (sighs) compost that I uh, use up myself and Mm. some of these ground coffee granules. So I've mixed them up together, kind of made a mulch and covered them with my seeds. Now at the moment there's no seeds coming through so I don't know if I've done the
1: right thing or not. Yeah. Right. The coffee granules, don't they need to be composted with the compost first? Yeah, really? so
2: you compost them, you put them in your compost heap or your bin and you compost it into that. And you'd use it really as a soil conditioner, not necessarily a growing compost. Oh, so you'd, right. you'd use it like a mulch on, on the ground or dig it in. When you're sowing seeds, you really do need to use a, a seed compost a or a compost. general compost. Oh, right. Um, because... Oh, that, uh, what I've probably, done there
14: is wrong. And could, have you tried?
1: Yeah. Are you trying to sow outdoors with your sewing? Uh,
14: yes, it, it, this is in the allotment I'm using. And, yeah. and
1: what 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 are you trying to sow at the moment? Carrots. Uh, well,
14: I'm, carrots. Yeah, I'm sewing yeah, carrots. Yeah, it's I'm too the ground. Really. I hate
1: to say it. The ground is still a bit cold it's for getting germination.
14: Early.
1: Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, So be patient.
14: Right, and uh, I was also going to. Somebody said they're also very good, they're good for, um, you know, for acid type plants. Mm,
4: Yeah, Yeah. they are. Yeah, it's it's a great additive, but
2: it's an additive to compost rather than a replacement. I mean, a couple of the major companies that
1: sell coffee galore actually do push it back out as, not directly, Mm. but it goes back in, doesn't it? Yeah we are going to go straight to David. Hello, David. How can we help you? Good morning, Ken. It's parsnip seed. Can you keep parsnip
6: seed from one year to the next? Um, I I heard on the uh, radio, I think Bob Flowerdew said you can, but I'm I'm trying it this year, but they're not coming up yet.
2: As long, as long as it's kept correctly, so cool and dry, then there's no reason why not. And they're using foil not. packs, and yeah. you fold
1: the foil over. As long as
2: they're kept correctly, then there's no reason why not.
1: One way you can check is get a bit of a kitchen towel, mm-hmm. Yes. dampen it, keep it in the kitchen, and put a couple of seeds out, and you'll see where they just sprout, and then you'll know.
6: Yes. Uh, and what's uh, uh, the, uh, the um, problem with them forking? You know, uh, in, in this that, ground... Uh, uh, that is just soil.
2: Soil. As soon as it's it hits the, the stone or something hard, then the, the leader will split in your fork.
6: I, I have put some lime on this year. I, I, will well, that help?
2: That won't help. No. Ideally, grow past it. Bash a big pole in the ground, make a hole, fill it with compost, so them in the top, and then <laughs> you'll get lovely past. And
1: try putting them on the putting them on the uh, on the draining board with a little bit of thing. Leave them for about three days, yeah. and you'll see whether the, the seed is fine. Bob's usually right though. He's quite he's a good guy, yeah. the Bob. Pat from Holland on Sea. What would you like to know, Pat?
10: Hello, Ken. Uh, yes, I'd like to transfer two bushes. Now, one of them. Um, I don't know the name of. I'm very uncertain. It's got green leaves with, like, uh, cream outer colouring.
1: Could be all Cuba or it could and, be... you the,
10: the, the flowers, they're budding at the moment... Right, is it? colour.
1: Right, what colour? Pinky Pink. colour,
2: Wigelia. Wigelia
1: Florida Variegata.
10: Because um, <laughs> apparently... Um, I looked at Rhygelia, and it grows up to four feet. But this particular plant I've got Flori- grows up to about six feet. Yeah, Florida.
2: Florida. The, the old one will grow six, eight feet if you let it. You just prune it every... Oh,
10: after- so it's a
2: Yeah. Prune it after flowering.
10: Uh, I'd like to transfer it to another place in the garden.
1: Wait till next year. Wait till the autumn.
10: Till the autumn. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, what about a pile cancer? I'd like to transfer a pile cancer to. Wait, same how again. old? How old? Oh, it's not very old. It's only, uh, I would say, about three years old. It's autumn. only about two feet at the moment. Yeah, autumn. autumn again.
1: We're going to keep saying autumn to you. <laughs>
10: autumn. Yeah. Thank you very much.
1: Give us a call back in the autumn, and we'll give you some good advice on what you should be doing in the autumn. And let's now go to Marianne from Lee. Hi,
2: Marianne. What would you? Hello. Not...
4: We'll um, talk...
1: Morning. Apples, um, aren't we? It's
5: just beginning to... The sun's coming out in Lee.
2: All right, I'm off. Get me get my deck chair out.
5: <laughs> and I've got a problem with an apple tree. Um, it's bloomed, it's blossomed, and it's forming little apples. Mm-hmm. But I was looking at it yesterday, and on some of the new leaves, it's got kind of like a mauve purplish kind of fungus, I suppose. It looks dusty. dusty. Oh, I've never it's come dusty. across the mauve one yeah.
8: before.
2: Well, if it's dusty, it's probably a mildew, but again, that's that's early for that. Sometimes the yeah. new growth changes colour, discolours, because of changes in temperature. So oh, it's, right. it's been warm and it started coming into leaf, and then we've had a couple of cold cold nights, and that quite often sort of gives leaves a purple tinge.
10: Well, it's actually kind of... Because you get kind of a grey mould on apples, don't you, at times? But this yeah,
2: is purple not this nose. early. Oh, yeah. Is there anything to spray? You could use a fungicide and do it this time of year. Shouldn't be too what bad. What fungicide
8: can you just use? Just a now? general
2: one. If if it's good for fruit and veg, great. If not, use one that just says fungicide for roses or other. Okay, that sorted
1: that one out. Just a quick one here. Uh, hi Ken, I've always laid runner beans on their side because would naturally drop in the, on the ground like that. That's what Ron says. Yeah. Don't disagree. <laughs> Nectarines with Viv in Clacton. Hi.
5: Hello, I think you bought, this. I bought somebody bought this subject up last week. I bought a little miniature nectarine, put it in in the autumn. Blossom was fine, but when I went down last week to look at it, all the leaves are all curled up.
4: Yeah, peach
1: leaf, peach leaf curl.
8: It's, it's, fun, it's leaf curl.
1: Yeah, yeah. Noth-
2: nothing for it anymore, is it? No, um, well, there is something called copperite, um, copperite. which is effectively is a copper fungicide that yeah. says... They've still got control of blight and so on on there, um, so it's probably much like the old Bordeaux. But it's not. Corporate. It's not
1: recommended. Is it a recommended for peach leaf curl or not? Strictly, not
2: strictly. But I think that's what they're moving towards as a reaction to the Bordeaux going. Um, oh, but right. um is out there. I think Vitax make that. Have a look for that. Right.
1: Okay, if not, so pick um, off. If not, pick off the worst offended uh, leaves.
2: <laughs> it won't clear. Think, it won't clear really what's there, word. but. That's all right. Still, pick them all off and it'll still regrow new leaves, but yeah. it won't help to what's do to
14: done. Copyright. Copyright. <laughs> okay. Well, all thank right.
2: You very much. That's Viv from Clacton.
1: Uh, Caroline Stock says it was a hydrangea. It was not a geranium that Monty Don talked about. It was a climbing hydrangea. So that's In Hydrangea petiolaris, which is ideal for north facing and stuff like that. So they are. We are getting there. Uh, Clive on the A12. How's the A12? No, I won't ask. What would you like to talk about, Clive?
6: That's running green and clean all the way down from Brentwood.
1: Good. (laughs) Right. What what would you like to know, Clive?
6: I've got a very easy to maintenance back garden, and this year I I planted daffodils all round the the fence. So I know I've got to leave them, but I've also got masses of daffodils in planters and pots. Mm Mm-hmm. Do I have to leave them so they die right back or can I pull them out at some stage and put them in a dark garage and then
2: replant them next year or what? As a rule, I would say six weeks from finishing flowering. Six weeks is what you need. And that'll be about the right
1: time to plant your bedding plants. Yes.
2: Um, If they're still green, just take them out and you want to get them out earlier, take them out and just cover them with a bit of compost but leave all the tops intact and then let them carry on dying down It'll help, but then, ideally... And then <won't>
1: you then you dry them, then you keep them somewhere dry and airy till next year. Right,
7: because I've, 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 I've cut all the heads off, because all
1: the heads have died. That's right, yeah, you've that's done it. it right. Someone told me to cut all the heads off, but yeah. now I'm
2: left with masses of green nothing so to speak. So. That's fine, yeah, the more green nothings you've got to die back, the better they'll be next year. There yeah. there's some good advice on, <clears> on those. Barry
1: from Basildon, you're trying to get rid of what? You're trying to get rid of Barry? Um, the uh, like blackberry bushes, the brambles—they're yep. mm-hmm. getting massive. they must be about ten
6: foot high now. I can't <laughs> get out of it with the shears anymore. I just wonder if there's something you could buy,
2: like you could—I could spray on them or a flame That's um, uh, Yeah, I'm <laughs> thinking petrol. They're really, the really—the only way you're going to get rid of them is by getting in there, cutting them right back, oh, um, no, and then painting some something like SBK on the cuts. Um, and then when you get right. some new growth coming out the ground, hit it with a, you know, a shrub killer like SBK or a, a strong roundup or something like that. You won't kill them mm. by trying to spray a 10 foot blackberry because it'll never get back to the root.
6: Oh, oh, It's going all the way down the garden. It's just... It's, no, you've just got to keep blackberry.
2: cutting
1: them off and yeah. as they merge, that's yeah. the only way to do it. It's the only way you'll actually get the top okay. of them. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, thanks for your help. yeah <laughs> That's Barry from Basildon, and we go to uh, Peter from Little Clacton. Peter, what would you like to talk about?
7: Oh, hello, Ken and, that, and Dave.
1: Thank yes,
7: um, I've I've been putting tea bags it, out in the uh, um, rainwater butts. I've right. got a little butt, and I soaked it, and I've been feeding rhododendrons and that, and they've been brilliant. Coming you like, up you like
2: cold tea, do you?
7: tea, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I want to know, can I put that on any other plant, or is it only acid-loving plants?
2: Well, you can, it won't hurt on, on non-acid. It, it's it's more the, I think it's the iron content in there that tends to help the roadies. And right, I think right. my nan used to always empty a teapot under a hydrangea yeah. out the front. To keep it blue. Keep it blue. Yeah. Um, so you'd use it generally. It's a bit like the old coffee grounds, really. Yes. Yeah,
7: the rhododendrons have been wonderful with it.
4: Yeah, yeah,
2: Absolutely,
7: yeah. And, and the um, azaleas, anything, yeah. lime, brilliant.
1: Okay, yeah. so you're putting it on the right things, Peter. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. <laughs> right, let's talk to Pat from Westcliff. Hi, Pat.
3: Hello there. Um, uh, 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 Mother's Day, yes. my son bought me a beautiful basket what with a all nice... the miniature daffodils in. What a nice son. And all son. the bulbs are sitting on the top, if yep. you know yeah. what I mean, not on yeah. the top of the compost. Uh, Well, now that's all died off, I would love to keep it for next year, and I wondered how to do that.
2: You want to keep it in the pot with the bulbs that are in there?
3: It's in a basket.
2: In a basket. The only way really is to, um, I would keep watering it or feed it or plant the bulbs, and then when they go dormant, lift them out and then replant them into it in, in the sort of late autumn.
3: So we can't sort of be keep where, them where they are. They've got
2: well to be. No, and, uh, not really. Too high up in the pot for, for maintaining yeah. the bulb. All
1: right.
5: Okay. Thanks very
1: much. That's a pleasure. That's Pat from Westcliff. I wanted to just mention we had a um, couple of emails and I just wanted to clear those if I could. Uh, we've got Colin Kendrick, who sent us in those pictures of, yes. his, of his son's back garden. That the lawn is about. Two foot high, yeah, and he wants to know whether he should redo it completely. Did, would that lawn come round because the grass is quite good,
2: isn't the it? The grass is thick, and I think this is going to be a retirement project when he comes on. So, oh, I, he's, yes, he's been at sea, yes. Oh, uh, no, he, yeah, he works for a Trinity House on the ships. Yeah, I would get the mower out, strimmer probably first, and just keep cutting it and just make it maintainable. Certainly, the front area at the back, it looks like you've got a big old nettle patch. Best um, to get rid of them, and I'll isn't it? Work on them because that's going to take your best part of this season to get rid of them. Spray them with weed killer. Every time they stick the reds up, keep them knocking them back with a weed killer. And at least when you do retire and you're going to convert it, you'll have half a chance of uh, getting on.
1: Right, and another one very quickly. Graham War from Bishop Stortford sends in a picture of some plants that he rescued
2: from outside his garden. They are euphorbias. Uh, they're really a weed, aren't they? Yes, yeah. It's a wild form and it, it can. It's not as nice as the uh, nicer varieties. It's not or at all. Or anything like that. But
1: he could grow them on. Yeah.
2: But watch because they're poisonous Don't and get the sap can burn, can't yeah. it? On the skin in the sun.
1: They're not good at all for that.
0: The BBC Essex Gardening Hour. This is BBC Essex.
1: Thanks very much for listening to the BBC Essex Gardening Hour podcast. And if you missed any of the gardening advice, tips and events, you can download this programme and take it with you wherever you go. Just visit the BBC Essex website, bbc.co.uk slash bbcessex.
0: The BBC Essex Gardening Hour, every Saturday from 11. BBC Essex.